0: Good morning. How is everyone today? It's so good to see you. It is good to have you with us. I know, how many of y'all ready for uh, like some really spring weather? Last Saturday, what was the temperature? It was like 70 degrees last Saturday. Y'all remember that? I'm ready for that weather to be here. At any rate, uh, it's good to have you with us this morning. A few things that we've got coming up over the next few months in April. I just want to let you know. We will need some Easter eggs and individually wrapped candy by Wednesday, April 13th, which is, we'll have our Easter egg hunt, which is Saturday, April the 16th. So go ahead and put your calendars for our uh, Easter egg hunt. And uh, folks, uh, we'll be having a Tenebrae service that Saturday at uh, April 16th at around eight o'clock is when that will be, but it'll only be 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, How many of you have heard of Tenebrae before? Some of you may have remembered us doing Tenebrae. It is is an evening in the shadows with candlelight, and it's a very powerful uh, service that I invite you to invite some friends to come and be a part of. Folks, uh, it's almost March. (laughs) Can you believe it? It's almost March. I'm glad you're here with us this morning. Would you prepare your hearts with me as I go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, dear Lord, for what you have done in our lives this week. Dear Lord, the difficulties that we faced. Dear Lord, I want to just lift up Miss Joyce to you this morning and ask you, Heavenly Father, to continue to be with her and her family. Dear Lord, I, I pray uh Dear Lord, for Joe as he's coming up having eye surgery in the next couple of weeks. Lord, I pray that those cataracts would get removed where he can see colors that he hadn't seen in the last 20 years. Dear Lord, I pray for any other of our members or guests here this morning. I have no idea what some people may be going through, but dear Lord, I know you do. And I pray, dear Lord, that they might just rely upon you. As Doc said this morning, dear Lord, you, what you did on the cross was final and nothing else really matters because the finality of our eternal life rests in what you did on the cross, which sealed the deal for us forever. Dear Lord, I just want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for that sacrifice and pray, dear Heavenly Father, as we go through our life, Dear Lord, that we continue to grow stronger and closer to you. Dear Lord, that we would be that disciple who follows you each and every day. We would be that type of disciple who not only follows and reads, but dear Lord, be that disciple who follows and shares. Dear Lord, I pray for my my brothers and sisters here this morning. I pray, dear Lord, if there's any sin that might be in our life, that we would remove that from our lives, dear Lord, by asking forgiveness for it. Lord, would you forgive us where we have failed you this week, even this day, this morning. And I ask you, dear Lord, that all that we do here this morning will bring you praise, honor, and glory. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Good morning. Good
1: morning. Good morning. Let's all stand. Praise Him, praise Him. <laughs>
2: Our blessed Redeemer, see. Sing- Of his excellent greatness. Praise Him, praise Him, ever joyful soul. Praise Him, praise Him, Jesus, our blessed Redeemer. and reading. Joyful song. You may be seated.
1: Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Taking up the offer, man. I like that. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. for Pumper.
2: Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory will my soul. Born of the Spirit with life from above into God's family divine. I fully through Calvary's love Oh, what a standing is mine And the transitions so oh, quickly was made When as a sinner I came Took the offer of grace He did proffer He saved me, oh, praise his dear name Heaven came down And glory filled my soul Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away and mine eye was turned today. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Now I have a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure, there in those mansions sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believe riches eternal and blessings upon from His gracious hand I receive. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Savior made me old My sins were washed away, and mine eye was turned today. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul.
1: Let's all stand. I must tell Jesus, uh, real quickly, prayer request, my wife's sister, is in ICU at MD Anderson in Houston, Texas. Uh, she went out there for some possible skin t- cancer type stuff. She's had her veins re it because she had lymphedema and uter cancer before, but she's got some other issues going on, and they've got her in ICU. She's been in the hospital since Monday. They actually flew out Monday. So she's been in the hospital since Tuesday. So my mother-in-law was out there with her, And she can't stay with her. So my mother-in-law is in a hotel. My sister-in-law is in the hospital at MD Anderson. So if you would remember them, uh, and she's got a son, John. He's 18. He's a senior at Bremen. But if you would remember them in prayer, uh, I've been telling Jesus about it all week long. But uh, it's in his time, not in my time. So her name is Alice Price. Uh, She desires her prayers.
2: tell Jesus all of my trials I cannot bear these burdens alone in my distress he I cannot bear my burdens alone I must tell Jesus I must tell Jesus Jesus can help me Jesus alone Oh how the world to evil allures me Oh my my heart is tempted to sin I must tell Jesus Jesus can help me, Jesus alone.
1: Father, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for everything you've ever done for me. I've not been worthy of any of it. Father, I ask you, God, to be really merciful in this service today. God, I ask you to take Michael. God, just hide him behind the cross. God, let him preach you and you alone, Heavenly Father. God, you know those prayer requests, those spoken and those not spoken. God, you know. Father, I ask you right now, God, if anyone here, God, that doesn't know you in free pardon of sin, God, I may ask you, God, that today might be the day of salvation for them. God, we ask you to watch over us, take care of us, lead us, guide us, direct us, God, in everything we'll do, we'll give you the honor and glory and praise for us all. For it's in your son's name we do pray.
0: Amen. All right. Do we have any children pre-K through third grade? Yeah. <clears throat> all right (coughs) excuse me well i trust everybody has had a a a good week Uh, it's been a challenging week it continues to be challenging weeks at the school uh continue to pray for teachers and students alike uh, as we do not have a a summer or, or winter break excuse me I have a winter break, uh, so at any rate, we're in that long stretch between January and spring break, which will not be until the end of of March, 1st of April. So continue to pray for us. So the past, I don't know, six weeks, I've been preaching about following Jesus beyond the church walls. You know, as I've read many of the stories here in Scripture, as we've seen them depicted upon through the the movie, the drama, uh, The Chosen, Jesus didn't simply just preach and teach on the Sabbath. He preached and taught everywhere He went, and as a result of Him doing that, there were lives that were changed. I would dare say there were more lives changed outside the synagogue and the temple than were inside. So this morning, uh, we're going to kind of wrap this sermon series up following Jesus beyond the, beyond the church walls. All of these sermons that I've preached over the last six weeks has that in common, Jesus being out and sharing His Word and, and impacting people's lives. This morning, I want to share with you a story uh, that is in Scripture. We don't have a lot of it in Scripture, but it's the story of Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene, a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about her. We know that she was uh, a very damaged woman when we see her come upon the uh, the scene of Scripture uh, there in Matthew chapter... i guess, where is it? Actually, it's in Luke... In Luke, we have a story, Luke chapter 8 is where we start finding where she comes in contact or it's opened up about Luke telling us Mary Magdalene was with Jesus. But I, wanna, I wanna, don't want to get ahead of myself, but I do want to talk about damaged people. So C.S. Lewis, I have two quotes from him this morning. He said, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable. Because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. And then he also says friendship, friendship is born that moment, that moment in time when one man says to another, What? You too? No matter what it is that you say, no matter what sin you may have in your life, friendship is born when one man, one woman can look at the other and you say, what, you two, And realize at that moment in time that we're not alone, that we are in this journey, this Christian life, this Christian journey together. And the more... and. The, The more we understand that, the better we're going to be able to partner and to live life together with people so that we can be more like Jesus. We can encourage people to be more like Jesus. We can hold each other accountable to be more like Jesus. We can share the Word of God with people and say, look, you don't have to be perfect. You just need Jesus. And we'll figure this out together. So Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene was present. I want to tell you she was present the day when Jesus was crucified. Matthew explains that this is all found in Matthew 28. I don't want you to turn there. I just want you to listen. Matthew 28, we know that Jesus was there the day that uh, Mary Magdalene was there, the day Jesus was crucified. Matthew explains that she and other women watched the crucifixion from a distance. Maybe chapter 27 that that's written in. Last, 27 and 28. And as Jesus was placed in the tomb, we go on down in twenty-seven, chapter 27, 28. We recognize that in Matthew, guess who is present as Jesus is being put in the tomb? Mary Magdalene. She was present. Well, <clears throat> guess who on the first day of the week is... a. As the dawn broke, guess who was there first? One of the first people to experience the resurrection. She had the angel that descended, and the angel was telling her, fear not, for He is risen. Go tell His other disciples. Mary Magdalene was one of His first disciples that was there on that Sunday morning. Now, I want to tell you She was the type of person, Jesus follower, who was present and experienced these amazing events. But I must tell you, she did not start out that way. That's not how she started out. There was a time in Mary's life that she was not present. There was a time in Mary Magdalene's life that she was possessed by seven demons. It's not the Mary we know in Matthew. It's not the Mary we know who is present with Jesus to see the crucifixion, to be present to see Him laid in the tomb, to be present to see Him resurrected from the tomb. This is not the same Mary. She started with seven demons. Somewhere along the journey, seven demons possessed her. Now, here here are some of my life questions that I want to share with you this morning. How could a woman who was possessed by seven demons become one of the few disciples who experienced the breathtaking events of Jesus' crucifixion and His resurrection? How could that even happen? How many of you would think that that would be the type of person that would witness Jesus' crucifixion and His resurrection? woman... You got Doc. Yeah, here we go, Doc. Good deal. How is it possible that the demon-possessed Mary Magdalene ever became present with Jesus? Luke's Gospel. Luke's Gospel in chapter 8 he helps us to understand a little bit about Mary Magdalene's past. This is what Luke writes. Soon afterward, Jesus began going around from one city and village to another. Proclaiming and preaching the kingdom of God, the twelve were with him, and also some of the women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses. Mary, who was called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. Luke helps us to understand a little bit about Mary Magdalene's past. She was a woman from the town of Magdala which is on the western shore of the Sea of Galilee. She is mentioned only 12 times in Scripture. 12 times. Now, this is not one of my cousins or distant kin, but there is an author of All the Women of the Bible, whose name is Maurice Casey, author of Jesus of Nazareth, surmises Mary must have suffered from something that was an emotional or psychological trauma That was deemed uh, an exorcism necessary. She was battered and she was bruised. Injured and in agony from all the suffering the demon possession entailed. Mary lost all control and dignity along with everything she knew in her previous life. Beauty and wealth did not spare her from the evil that assailed and attacked her every hour of every day. Seven, of course, is a mystic number, suggesting completeness, implying that when these evil spirits dominated Mary's, the suffering was extremely severe. This is not the Mary Magdalene that I introduced you to, it's a different woman. At the beginning of the sermon, how could a woman who has seven demons begin to follow Jesus? And how could a woman like Mary ever be present to witness the resurrection of Jesus? This video, I've tried to uh, enhance it. It may be a little uh, whitewashed, uh, but it was dark. It was dark in the way that it was originally created in the setting, in this, in this story uh, of where Mary Magdalene is meeting Jesus. I hope you can see it, uh, but here it is. Here's how it might have happened. the Lord who created you. can a woman with seven demons get to experience the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus we can only speculate as to how this event really happened but what is certain is that Jesus met Mary what sticks out to me in the video in the dramatization is that first how did she respond? She responded the way she had responded to many other people who had looked at her and probably cast judgment upon her. As Jesus lays his hands up on her to help, to try to uh, make a connection with her, she jerks her hands back, saying, "Don't, don't touch me." As she's walking out the door. She hears Jesus stepping through the doorway, calling out her name, Mary. Jesus calls out. Mary hears and stops immediately right in her tracks, and she turns 180 degrees around. 180 degrees around from a path that took her towards demon possession, continued demon possession, and she turned 180 degrees around, and she met the Savior and the Creator of the world. And in that interaction, she had heard her name called like she had never heard her name called before. There was power. There was compassion. There was something different the way that Jesus called out her name. Something different in that one moment when she heard everything stopped and she turned around 180 degrees, began looking at Jesus and Jesus, how he might have taken her in his arms. The scripture is from Isaiah 43 what he might have said as it was spoken in the video. As she hears Jesus possibly speaking, saying to him, or saying to her, but now says the Lord who created you and formed you, do not fear. (laughs) Do not fear for I have redeemed you and I have called you by my name. You are mine. As she hears Jesus Speaking possibly from this scripture in Isaiah, she begins to pass through the turbulent waters of her life. She turns around. This whole passage talks about Jesus looking at her and saying, When you walk through the waters, I will be with you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. As she is walking back to Jesus, literally, as she's turning around and walking, he's speaking these words. She is passing through those demon possessions, and they're, they're beginning to un- unleash her. As she goes through the waters, she hears the Lord saying, you will, not be, you will not be swept away. As she passes through the fires, she hears Jesus saying, you will not be burned, nor will the flames consume you. She had never heard anything like that before, ever in her life. Sure, she may have known that passage of Scripture, But it was so far in the past, here in this moment, as Jesus confronts her, as He calls her name, she has never heard anything like this from anyone before. She has always heard the ridicule. She has always heard people say, stay away from her, she's demon possessed. All she has ever known is rejection, rejection, And ostracism because of her condition. Yet here stands a man. Here stands a man who is not afraid. Here stands a man that is not afraid of her condition. Now, I don't know if that means anything to you, but I want you to think about it for a moment. There are other people who may be afraid of your condition. We may be afraid of other people's condition. But Jesus is a person. He is a man. He is a God who is never afraid of any man's condition. Good stuff. He's not afraid of our conditions. Here stands a man whose name was Jesus who speaks so that she could hear. And in that moment, everything changes. As He calls her name, He knew Mary's name and He called out to her. You know, when you, when you think you are too far gone, and that no one will call out your name, there is still one who will, and His name, of course, is Jesus. And what's more interesting is that He is willing to call you by His name. <laughs> Do you see this? He starts out by identifying who she is. Who she was at that moment in time. Mary who had been demon possessed. But then He gives her something new. He gives her His identity. He calls her by His name. He, he takes that away and gives her His identity. In that moment, how beautiful this picture is. Of what's occurring in this video. Or how it may occur in our minds. Or how it may have occurred in our lives. Or how it could occur in our lives. Soren Kikigard wrote, who is a philosopher, he wrote this. He said, God creates out of nothing. Ex nilo. And many will say, well that's just wonderful. How awesome is that, that God creates out... Out of nothing, Kikigar goes on to say, yes, to be sure. (laughs) But he does what is still more wonderful. He makes saints out of sinners. If that is not the most amazing thing that you've ever witnessed in your life, then folks, I tell you, we need to allow Jesus' voice to penetrate the darkness and the sin in our lives so that we might hear his voice call out unto us. It might penetrate through all of those levels of sins so that he can make a saint out of a sinner. Not only did Jesus know Mary's name, not only did Jesus hear, or Mary hear Jesus, but I I, wanna, I have to share with you, in my mind as I was reading through this, there's a passage in Mark's Gospel. And this is about the, the demon-possessed man of the Gerasenes. And what is certain in this passage that I'm going to read is truthful, is that the demons knew Jesus' name. The demons knew who Jesus was. So not only did, did Mary of Magdala hear Jesus but those demons hurt Jesus as well. In Mark's gospel, he explains how Jesus on one day went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus had gotten out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained, hand and foot. But he would tear the chains apart and break the irons off of his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus from a distance... He ran and fell on his knees in front of him. And he shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked this man, What is your name? The demon says, My name is Legion. For we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. So there was this large herd of pigs on the hillside. Nearly 2,000 pigs. At Jesus' word, these demons went into the pigs and ran off the end of the cliff and drowned in the sea. No one could subdue him but Jesus. No one could subdue him but Jesus. We're not told what happens to Mary Magdalene and those seven demons that she was encountered with when Jesus called her name, but I can only imagine it might be something like this. That at the sound of Jesus' voice, at the command of his voice, she was loosed and set free of any demon possession that was within her heart, was within her life. Micah Micah 7, 19 tells us this. He will turn again, and He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities, and He will cast all. I want you to look at that. And he will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. The reason I place these two together the pigs running off into the sea, Mary Magdalene turning around, seeing Jesus, those demons going out of her, all of her sin being cast into the sea of forgetfulness, her being given a new identity, being called. By Jesus' name. These two stories are closely related in my, in, my, in my view. How might it have happened? I don't know that the demons went out in a pig's there with Mary Magdalene, but this is what I know. What I do know is that her sin was cast as far as the east is from the west. Her sins were cast into a sea of forgetfulness that Jesus and God His Father choose not to remember. There's a difference. We cannot literally say that God forgets, but what we can say that makes it even more powerful is that He chooses not to remember because of the blood of Jesus that has been applied to our hearts, that has been applied to our lives, that new identity that He has given us. So we have this Mary Magdalene as she turns around. And she is present with Jesus, maybe for the first time in her life. She is present in front of the Son of God. And because she was present in front of the Son of God, she was willing to be present and not to continue walking on. She became a new creature. Because she was willing to turn around 180 degrees, which is... What repentance means turning around and walking away from the ways that we have once walked. We're walking in a completely different direction because she was present with Jesus and turned and walked in a different way toward him. Mary became present at the end of Jesus' life at his crucifixion. She was able to experience the awesome power of that first Easter Sunday morning when the angel came in and said, don't be afraid, He is risen. All because she was present with Jesus when He called her name. She was able to be present with Jesus when He died for the sins of the world. She was able to be present with Jesus as He was resurrected from the grave. Folks, Her being present with Jesus when she called out, when he called out her name, you know what it did? It changed her life. It changed the whole trajectory of her life. As we come and as we get an invitation ready, I will ask you this morning. You know, we started out this year, at least 50 people saved. Have you been sharing the gospel with people? Have you been going out and sharing the gospel with people in your life, your family? Have you been doing that? Been sharing it with people that you work with? People that you're at the ball games with? The people that you work with? The people that you might interact with on when you're getting groceries, when you're getting gas, which I know you don't do that anymore, do you? How many of you remember the full service service station? Y'all remember that? Anybody remember that? How many of you remember Bill McGinnis' full service service station right up here? That may have been before y'all's time. I remember it as a little kid. Where you made those connections, where you were able to say, Well, hey, hey, Tom, how you doing? As you, you weep me, there are many Mary Magdalens that are out there that are tormented by things that we don't have, that we have no idea what they're being tormented with. And they long to hear the voice of Jesus, they long to hear a voice of love, they long to hear a voice of comfort. Of understanding they long to hear a voice who will sit down for about five minutes and not be afraid of them or not be afraid to hear what their life is like as we stand and as we sing this invitation is simple have you made yourself present with Jesus so that you can be present to experience the miracle of a new birth in Him. And if you've not, will you make yourself present with Jesus so that you will be present with Him in eternity? Scott, as we come and as we sing, that there's something about the name of Jesus that is powerful. Jesus, Jesus,
2: Jesus there's something about
0: Jesus, Sing this to
2: Him this Jesus, morning. Sing it to Him passionately.
0: Jesus,
2: there's something.